This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Hey guys, this is Reva. I'm the podcast producer for Anatomy of Marriage, Family, and Sex. I just want to give you a heads up that this one does have some F-bombs and other colorful language. So if there's any sensitive ears in the audience, maybe go ahead and uh, go to the next episode. Go back and listen to one of the previous episodes. But definitely come back to this one another time because it's great. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my good friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. Today is a super exciting show. We talk to an intense freaking dude, and he will inspire you. You will love his story, because we do, and right. it's really fun. We hope you enjoy our interview with Tank. All right, see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are super excited that you're here on our show. Uh, but before we dive into all the wonderful things you're going to share with us, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and who you are? Uh, so it's pretty simple. Uh, I'm a dad first. I am a former active duty Marine, and I'm currently a deputy sheriff in Texas. Uh, and prior to all of that craziness, uh, I did a lot of social media. Um, I used to have some pretty big platforms. And then one day just gave them all up to chase another journey. So mm, right. here we are today, you know, on, on a new stride and, uh, and chasing dreams. So, right. Awesome. What did you used to do on your old social media platforms? Like what, how did you get such giant followings? Uh, well, to be honest with you, one day I got out of the Marines and I was pretty depressed. Um, the path that I had been on and the consistency that I had had in my life had just kind of completely disappeared and I was starting to lose myself. And one of the greatest things for me was uh, laughter. If somebody could make me laugh, kind of took all the negative nonsense away. Mm -hmm. So one day I, I, well, it's kind of crazy, but I got really (laughs) drunk. Uh, I got really drunk one day and I put on an American flag thong. I jumped on my (laughs) friend's donkey and I rode it down the highway and I actually stopped traffic. And all these people were filming and I was just like, you know, whatever, 
traffic was backed up. The police showed up and they're like, you just got to get off the road, man. And somebody <laughs> filmed it, put it on the internet and it blew up. And uh, so I created an Instagram one day and posted the video and then other videos. And then it just kind of grew from there. And so I just continued to do crazy videos on the internet to make people laugh and that adult humor. And, um, right. you know, so that's how it all kind of started yeah. back in the day. That is Honestly, hilarious. That's, I, can't, I can't do that no more, you know? Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> like I, I love that stuff in, in college, like when uh, that show Jackass was popular, you know, and all those things, Yeah, we, we would do stupid stunts like that, like get in, in buggies. I mean, we would, I, I would be on college campuses and literally jump out of trees in front of girls and go, ah, you know, like, not like scary at night creeper stuff, but just like yeah. be stupid. We do all kinds of just ridiculous stuff. And it was just fun, right? And I mean, I guess Instagram wasn't a thing right. way back in the day, like when we were doing it, but it was it was still crazy and fun nonetheless. So um thank you, man. I, I've followed you. I've we we um first found out about you on uh the Order of Man right. podcast and Melanie yeah. listened to it first and she was like, dude, yeah, you gotta check the show out. And it was just like tank is amazing you, text him now like this yeah is the, like this you, is you so transformative you, so. you captured us with your story and just like how real you are plus you're southern you're from texas so i'm from south carolina so i always like to hook up with you know southern people and stuff like that i'm like i All right, found little, out because i was looking at that thong on that nah. donkey. i'm just kidding <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <I'm just> no. <laughs> still up somewhere you can find it anywhere probably <laughs> that's gonna nice. be our image for this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. no we wanted to reach out because we like like seth said we heard you on order of man and i was like this is just so amazing and tank is the kind of guy that i wish i could just grab and be like okay talk to all the dudes who listen to our show this is the kind of person who knows how to transform themselves, mm-hmm. knows how to kick ass, knows how to do amazing things and be, like you said in your interview on Order of Man, you said, cry like a man. Mm. And I was yeah. like, that, I need to talk about whatever that means. Right. So um, I want to talk about like what your journey, um, wh- what you do now, how it's different from how you were riding on a donkey with a thong on <laughs> and like yeah. how you can encourage and inspire men to do that in their own lives, if that makes sense. Okay, so... Um... Well, where I'm at now, vice where I was uh, years ago, um, I think it all just boiled down to me being tired of who I was and and tired of, you know, the past that I had, uh, uh, you know, that basically shaped who I was at the time. So um, one day I just kind of snapped and, and just said, I'm, I'm done with all the things that are holding me down right now. And I'm looking for a new path of life and a new path to... Um, move on into the future. So uh, it all really took me to delete all of my social media and really just be honest with myself. And when I was honest with myself, uh, everything started to change. I got rid of everybody in my life. I deleted probably a thousand numbers in my phone. I changed my phone number. I moved out into the country. I started training really hard every day and uh, I put consistency back into my life and hard work. And I stopped lying to myself. Mm. And when I stopped lying to myself about the the things that I believe were right in my life and realized that they were nothing but poison, uh, my fruits of what I had sowed started to grow. And then I, mm-hmm. I started to to see the the flowers coming out of, out of uh, the ground in my head. And it was like, hey, man, here we are. I'm starting to find something. And then as it started to uh, grow, then I really started to grasp this is what I need in my life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I believe they start this journey 
and then it gets hard for them. And then, so they, they back down mm-hmm. and sorry, my dog's going crazy right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's good. So they, they start this journey and then they, they back down and then they quit because it, it became so hard. But in reality, the most important thing is to just keep grinding because when you keep grinding, so much comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really, you really uh, learn what it means to, to hustle. You really learn what it means to, um, to go through the hardships. You really learn what it means to, to overcome failure. And there's just, there's a, a list of things that come with consistency. So, mm-hmm. um, in saying that, uh, I had to really start my new journey where I'm at right now by getting rid of everything that I had been doing in the past, uh, to learn how to grow. So it's right. kind of like, um, you know, when you plant a seed, if you don't give it light, and you don't give it the right type of food or the nutrients or the water, well, it's not going to grow. If you just right. leave it in the shade, it, it's just going to sit there and it's just going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. You have to consistently water and you have to consistently uh, give it sunlight and you got to consistently give it positivity. And uh, when you do that, that's when you start seeing the fruits of what you sow. Right. Right. You Love you, you got to cultivate it. Like things just don't happen. Right. Like, our, you know, we mainly talk about marriage and relationships and, and people get in uh, relationships and we get questions all the time or marriages and go, oh, yeah, well, it's, you know, supposed to be here and it's all like roses and, you know, all this stuff. But no, you got to you got to work at it. You got to cultivate it because I found just as a man, anything worth having is worth working for. Right. Just right. anything worth it. It's such it's so much more rewarding. Like I'm a hunter, right? Like the the deer, the elk that I get tastes one million times better than like just going to the store and getting it. You know what I'm saying? Because you think right. about oh the whole process and right. all this stuff. But when going back, when you say like you left social media, you're not just like saying, yeah, I had 100 followers here. You had hundreds of thousands of, of people that followed you. Right. And then just dropping all that stuff was a really big deal. Can you tell us a little bit about, let's, let's kind of maybe dive into some of that transition of what made you realize like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not good. Because uh, another thing that happens all the time, we get listeners, a lot of men saying, this is stupid, you know, like this, kind of like the, the larger this, like, what is this? My job mm-hmm. sucks. I don't even know. I'm unhappy. I'm, I'm unhappy in my marriage. I love my wife, but we just have a shit relationship. Right you know, they, they come to a point. So what was that point for you? We're like, all right, boom, gone. I'm going, you know, in the country, I'm going to train and do me for a minute. Right. Well, it boiled down to a lot of things, honestly, you know, one day I, you know, these iPhones, one day I, I get on my phone and I was like nine hours of social media. I, wow. I was looking at it. I was like nine, I was on my phone nine hours today. Are you kidding me? Wow. And I remember my son, after I'd gotten a divorce from my ex-wife, He's like, dad, you're always on your phone. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not always on my phone. And then one day I looked at the, the numbers on my mm-hmm. phone, it said nine hours. And that's when I really started to realize, it was like, wow, really, I, I really am. What it ended up happening was I was focusing on social media and pleasing everybody else instead of pleasing myself first or taking mm-hmm. care of my family. And that's when I started to really dig myself in a huge rut when you start worrying about pleasing everybody else and what's going on around you and making mm-hmm. everyone else happy instead of yourself and focusing on the things that truly matter, you start to, uh, you start to lose sight of what life is truly about. And when I looked at that number that day and I had been through a divorce and then I started drinking heavily, 
all those things just started to come about. And I started to realize that that's just not who I wanted to be in my life. That's not what I wanted. And it was time for change. And I'd realized that all of my time had been dedicated to social media and making other people laugh and, and doing mm-hmm. things for others. When I was like, why don't I just do something for myself for once? Right. Right. Yeah. What were some of the lies that you told yourself or you were telling yourself? And again, this is all for, I think sometimes it's hard for people to see it in their own behavior and their own relationships. Right. So like, what was that for you? Like the lies you were believing? I think I was telling myself, it's okay. Tomorrow is another day. And when in reality, tomorrow adds up to 365 days, and then it adds up to two or three years. And then before you know it, your life has passed you by and your kids are grown and you've lost your job and you're now morbidly obese and, and you're depressed in your head and you have anxiety and you're, you're biting your nails and you don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that, uh, you know, when you start that path, you think at the time it's okay. And then when you're actually on the path, you don't see the destruction that you're leaving behind until Mm -hmm. it's too late. Mm -hmm. And so social media for me was the end point and I had to get off. So I I got off for a couple of years and I finally came back on when I felt like I was okay to Mm -hmm. not spend all of my time doing that and not please the world. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, here we are now. And, uh, I'm just trying to grow and, and help people grow uh, as well. Right. That's awesome. I, I, I have realized this for myself over the last probably four years, and it was Ryan Mickler when we had him on our show a while back. I said, Ryan, you know, when, when you're – because his story, his wife uh, left him because he was just being a huge douchebag, right? And right. He, he admits to it. And he's like, so when my wife left and I knew that this was real, I made the choice – to uh, become the best man that I can be, not not just for my wife, just so I'll win her back or whatever, for the next person that comes right. along, right? right? So he made the individual choice of, okay, all this went to hell. I am doing something for myself. And until I realized that just as my own man, you know, in the last five years, four or five years or so, I the, the, the change, you know, I would just be frustrated. I'm doing all this stuff for her or I'm trying to make her happy or trying to make people mm-hmm. at work happy, all this stuff. But inside, I was just like, this is not good. This is not fulfilling. And it makes me think about, you know, when you fly on a plane or something, and especially if you have little kids, your first instinct is like, okay, if stuff goes down, I'm, you know, getting to the kids first, going to help them. But they say, no, yeah. you put your own mask right. on first because I am absolutely no good if, uh, you know, something goes down, I put all the masks on the kids and then boom, I pass out. I'm laying there on the floor. What am I going to do to help them? No. Mm -hmm. So key, the key point in my opinion is to take care of yourself first. That's not a selfish act. In fact, it's selfless because you're way more effective. You're way more, um, uh, uh, a a stronger tool in the toolbox. If you take care of yourself first, then you can help other people to the best of your ability. And I don't think you mean a douchey way. Like I'm doing me. I'm out. Right. Like that's that's not, that's not not a selfish thing. (laughs) It's, it's in fact selfless, but it just seems so counterintuitive. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do me. Right. And I do want to ask, what did it feel like for you to start changing? Because I know like whenever I've started a workout routine that I'm not used to, it, it's hard and it's a mm-hmm. lot harder than I think it's going to be. So talk about what that was like for you and and sort of the, I want to say like demons that you face. That sounds really weird, but you know what I mean? Like what blocks did you keep hitting that you had to actually work through? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, at first it was the hardest thing that I've ever done. It was like getting off of a drug. 
Right. You know, is waking up every day and having to be consistent. Persistence will get you there. Consistency will keep it. And there's a quote that I had heard a long time ago. Um, I don't know if I'd heard it or seen it, but it was uh, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And ah, that's good. That's, that's one of the things that I had to learn how to get over was I, I wanted results immediately. I'm like, you know what? I'm quick to it. I've got tattoos on my body that I just walked in. I was like, I'll take that. You know, right. I'm like, what? You and me both. <laughs> Don't yeah, we all? I'm just like, it's what I was feeling at the time. But the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. If you really think right. about that, it's like, okay, if I want to be somewhere with my body uh, in the gym, well, that result's not going to come in one day. It comes in three to six months after planning your meals right and then staying off of sugars and then. Uh, eating less carbs or whatever you may be doing and then waking up every day at a certain time to go to the gym and make it happen and not putting anything else before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I was in the middle of that transformation, just trying to figure myself out, um, I thought about that seed all the time. I'm like, man, is it growing? Is it growing? Is it growing? And when you look in the mirror, sometimes you may or you may not see it, but in the end, when you start to find more peace in your life, Mm-hmm. that's when you start to feel the growth. And as I started to find more peace with where I was at, I started to train harder and I started to do things more consistently and I just started to be better. And then it was as if the drug just kind of disappeared and my new drug was uh, the transformation into my new life mm-hmm. and growing and feeling uh, like I was invincible. And mm-hmm. when you start to feel that way and you're on schedule every day and you continuously do it and then you don't have to think about it, that's mm-hmm. when you know that your seed is growing. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I was at in my life. And, you know, it, obviously I still have a lot of growth to do. I think that we're going to grow until the day that we die uh, mm-hmm. because we're always continuously learning. However, you have to make a choice. It's either today or it's going to be never that you're going to mm-hmm. plant the seed and then you got to continuously water it if you want to watch it grow. And so mm-hmm. um, that's, That was the hardest thing that I've ever done was getting rid of all the things that gave me pleasure, Mm. i.e. social media, because I had women, I had everything under the sun that I wanted at all times. And in the end, those were just things that brought negativity into my life and gave me no feelings of being wholesome. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just feeling a void. I had a cut on my body and I ripped the bandaid off every day and replaced it with something new and it never healed until I learned how to really work on myself. So yeah, that's huge. I hope hope that I answered that question. Oh no, no, that's perfect. It's like, um, we do all these things and it's just a smoke screen, right? Like another big thing that I had for myself that I just realized it's like, okay, all these areas I'm, 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 checking out you know and it's not like oh i'm I'm going to the casino and blowing all the money or i'm getting drunk every single night or like cheating or nothing huge and major it's like oh wait a minute spending too much time on social media oh uh hitting the snooze button it's like just checking out and not doing these things one of my favorite quotes that i read a couple years ago was discipline is the bridge from where you are now to where you want to be Mm -hmm. and like oh man that that like visualization it's like okay there's this huge chasm right i gotta walk across this bridge on the other side is a great body is a consistent schedule is fulfilling relationships is like self-esteem just bonkers right Mm -hmm. how do i get there consistency and discipline so that's the bridge so that's how you do it right that's just how you do it i would actually love to know did you have like a vision of who you wanted to become when you started that journey oh yeah i just wanted to be a better man 
I wanted to be a man of my word and a, and a man of honesty. And, you know, when I was in my, my first marriage, uh, I mean, I'm not married right now, but when I was in my, my only marriage that I was in, I wasn't always honest, but it was because I hated myself. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I was like, I'm going to learn to love myself. So I don't have to lie about who I am or the feelings that I have or the things that I do. And when I started to become that, you know, that's, I met my girlfriend who I'm with now, my life started to change. And then I all of a sudden applied to a job that I ended up getting that I always wanted to do. And then things just started to roll into uh, the way that they are now. Um, One of the things that I struggled with the most was listening to other people or little birdies in my ear telling me that I couldn't do it. And Mm -hmm. that was the hardest thing. You know, I, I, we had we had talked earlier about a, a quote from uh, my friend Julia. Uh, she said, "The loudest booze come from the cheapest seats," mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's always the people who aren't doing shit with their fucking lives that right. sit up right. in the stands and they bicker and they complain and they always right. talk about you. And right. I used to listen to those booze all the time, and I would take them and I would harbor them. And that if it was a million pounds sitting on my shoulders, and and I couldn't shake it. And then one day when I was, when I was like, dude, I'm just going to go deaf and I'm just going to do me and just mm-hmm. create my path. That's when I really started to change. I had a good friend of mine named Neil. He's the owner of a uh, ready gunner. Uh, he told me one day, right before I got off social media, he said, tank, I want to give you some good advice on your new journey. Uh, if you decide to get off, cause I told him I was thinking about leaving. He said, persistence will get you there. Consistency will keep it. Mm-hmm. If you really think about that, it's the life is the grind. You wake up every day and you're you're doing something, right? You're persistent. Man, I, this is what I'm going to do. I got to get up. I got to get up. But it's the time span that you actually do it is where the change comes. Mm-hmm. So it reverts back to planting that seed. You plant the seed, you're not going to get the results the same day. Mm-hmm. Right. Persistency, you know, you're, you're persistent, and then consistency is what's going to keep it. And when I really started to become consistent. That's when my mind completely cleared and I no longer heard the booze in the stands and I no longer listened to all the bullshit. And I had my schedule and the things that I wanted to do. And I was off my phone and my relationship was amazing. I, I was telling her the truth all the time, no matter how I felt. And she was accepting of it. And I was like, mm. holy crap, this is what life is supposed to be about. And then my relationship with my son started to grow. And then all these things started to happen. I got the job of, of my dreams. And then I've been growing in that. And now it's like social media is kind of a, not a secondary, but if third dairy or fourth dairy was a word, it's like, (laughs) that's down the path. Those are things that I I don't really worry about, you know, anymore. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, I, at this point in my life, focus on what is going to make me happy and not Mm -hmm. everybody else. And Mm -hmm. it's because of the consistency that I decided to, you know, keep in my life over that amount of time. Yeah. So, so, so clarification, you're not talking about, uh, I'm focusing on what makes me happy. Like, oh, you know, ice let's, cream. let's drink six beers tonight or, you know, have a hundred pastries or, or whatever. It's not that it's what actually makes you happy. That makes you feel good inside to, uh, it's more of like a, um, it's like a soul level, a soul level, uh, like a, like a balanced happiness. Right. You know, one of the hardest things for me is getting rid of people or things that life that bring negativity into my life and don't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And it took me a really long time to realize that there were some folks that I've had in my life for a while that just are not fitting 
of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I, I tell people this analogy all the time and you, you guys, and I, we've actually talked about this before, you know, life, your life is, is a book. It is built with chapters and each chapter you tell a completely different story until the day that you die, where it says the end. And too many chapters of my life were filled with people who really didn't need to be in those chapters. Mm. But the beauty of those people being in those chapters were the lessons that you learn from reading them. Mm. And when you start to mature and you start to change and you start to have consistency in your life, that's when you start to realize my next chapters have got to be completely different. If I want my children or my children's children to read and to gain some knowledge off of my book until it says the end, because Mm -hmm. they got to write their own stories too. And they got to have somebody, some leader to follow. And if you're continuously doing bullshit in your life, then those chapters are filled with nothing but nonsense. And you will have never had led a life where somebody else could follow it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, you know, when I started to, realized that there was bullshit that I was continuously just bringing into the next chapter. I could make a change. Right. And then I'm like, Oh man, I feel so good. But I brought this extra baggage with me. That's been with me for 25, 30 chapters. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is essentially you're rewriting that same chapter, the exact same way. If you Mm -hmm. want to make a fucking change in your life, you have to get rid of all the bullshit that's holding you back and you got to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Too many men these days and too many women are not honest in who they are in their heart and who they are in their mind because they latch on to that one little thing and that one little thing is what holds them down. And it could be the mm-hmm. tiniest of things like a friend from your childhood. If you right. have that friend from your childhood that you're like, ah, I can't get rid of them. However, you know, they're fucking pieces of shit. What's going <laughs> to hold you down that entire time in your next chapter? And you are you really growing? No, because you're a product of your environment. Right. So uh, as you're writing your right. chapters, you're looking to the end. So right. don't write the chapter with the same thing every time because people get tired of that shit. So sometimes yeah. oh you, you got to cut it completely off if you want to start the next chapter fresh and you really want to make a change. So when I'm reading that last chapter right before it says the end, I, my mind is blown. And I'm like, right. holy shit, I've learned so much from this human being while he or she was here on the face of this earth. Right. right. I love the concept of like imagining yourself as a character in a book that you are literally writing. Mm-hmm. Cause I think when we can separate ourselves from what I'm doing every day versus, Oh, I see it on a page and I can look back in a year and read about, Oh, I didn't exercise mm-hmm. all last year or, Oh, I like cuss my husband out every day all last year. No wonder I'm still in the stupid part of my book. Like, right. I think that's actually a really helpful reframe of how to see it that's awesome yeah and then it it ends up being a boring book that nobody wants to read but like one of the things that i thought i want my kids we have two sons and one daughter i want you know how like if you're if you had to write a paper or do a report or something you go oh let me go let me go get this reference from over here or whatever i want my book and our story of our marriage individually and together for I want my kids to be able to go, oh man, how do I do that? Let me go to dad's book mm. and see yeah. how he did it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be a right. positive reference for that. And then going back to the thing of like, you know, your, your bullshit, bull, bullshit friends in elementary school, like <laughs> holding you back right now. I swear, man, I struggle with this too, because I think like, I mean, kids I knew in fourth and fifth and sixth grade, 
like because of stupid Facebook now and we haven't spoken in like 10 years, I'm worried about what I say right. or don't say on the show that they may be watching and they're going to think something. Mm-hmm. That's 10. And I haven't talked to him in 10 years. I had this guy reach out. I, I did a post or something and I swear I have not talked to this guy in 10 years. And he DM me and said, how could you say something like that? Duh, duh, duh. And I just, I deleted. I didn't even reply back. I was like, what in the world is going on? I'm just like, okay, I'm purging everything. I'm not burning bridges, you know? So I'm just like, nope, don't need that. It's like, it's like, I have a weighted vest when I run and stuff. So it's like, take that weighted vest off. Be free, man. Do you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I used to tell people back in my, my days when I just didn't care, I I would look them in the eye and I'd say, fuck your opinion. Mm. (laughs) It's just the truth. And I still feel the same way. Right now, I'm just a little bit more politically correct because I carry a badge on my chest that belongs to the people, and I don't want to disappoint the people. I enjoy doing my job because I enjoy helping people. However, sometimes you just got to say, fuck your fucking opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's just the truth. You, you are here, and this is your life. One day, it is going to end for you. Do you want to live it listening to other people and what their opinion holds you back and tells you how to live your life? Hell no. I don't mm-hmm. want my chapter written on your fucking opinion. It's going to be written right. on my decisions every day, not yours. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it great. is. And it's like, you know, when you were just talking about, uh, you had said a book that nobody wants to read. Mm-hmm. I don't, my book right now is so up and down. It's unfucking believable. But you know what I think about that book is that it's beautiful because it shares so much life experience, man. Like mm-hmm. I was abused as a child, right? We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raped when I was a kid. Well, that has been the biggest burden of my entire life is trying to get over that. I'd never mm-hmm. faced that demon. Mm-hmm. And so I joined the Marines so I could become a man and, and, and learn how to like charge and be a tough guy. And, you know, oh, I can take on the world. Well, that was a product of what had happened to me when I was a child. So mm-hmm. I'd written all these chapters and then I became, I, I wouldn't say is womanizer a good thing when you, when you sleep with a lot of women, I don't know. But I was a, I was a ladies a man, so right. yeah, dude, I was a ladies man. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna fucking sleep with everybody. This is fun, and I was doing my thing and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, I was doing all these things because I hadn't faced the demons that I that had, had were taken and put into my life when I was a child. And yeah. until I really actually sat down and started to face these things, I wasn't being the man that I actually wanted to be. And so my book was like this. It was that tidal wave of, of emotion all the time. One day I had a high and then the next day I had a super low. So in that, what I was doing to combat my feelings was, man, when I was doing all that social media stuff, when I got out of the Marines, I was flying to California for one day to sleep with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I would be in Phoenix, Arizona the next day, jumping out of a plane. And then I would go to Savannah, Georgia, and I'd shoot flamethrowers with my friends. And then I flew to Australia to go do something overnight one time. And then it was just so back and forth. Well, that chapter and those stories are fun, and that's really rad. However, my mind and my heart wasn't always in the right place anymore, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening when I had cut all the bullshit out of my life one of the greatest things happened to me was I, I met somebody that I actually fell in love with mm-hmm. and that supported me and that I was honest with every day and made me feel like I was somebody. And so I was able to face all the things that I had done and I was able to talk about things without any feeling like I was going to get any repercussion. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, two years ago, I, I wrote a new chapter and I included somebody in it. And those two chapters so far have been absolutely incredible. A journey of, of change and a journey of, of winning myself over every day and learning to fall in love with myself again. And mm-hmm. that comes from realizing like, Hey man, if you're honest with yourself and you face the demons that have, that have been sitting on your chest this entire time and you learn that it's okay to say fuck your opinion and it's okay to be a victim and it's okay to be rowdy and make all these mistakes because you still have another chapter to write then all of your chapters in the future are going to be absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. and your book is going to be great because you can say hey man here's all the fucked up things that i did in the past and have fun reading them because I got a lot of stories to tell you. Yeah. Here's where I started to change and mature. And this is what happens when I did that. My credit shot to the roof and then my savings account went up and then I stopped talking to people and I started to hold my girl's hand tighter. And then I started to take my son out and leave my phone in the car and all these things started to happen. And so um, I think like, bringing a good person in your life and getting rid of all the nonsense by just being honest with yourself and, you know, sharing your life experiences through saying, fuck your opinion to everybody else uh, is what really helped me shape my new chapters and my new way of life. Mm-hmm. And I would tell, you know, guys and gals out there that are listening to this podcast, if you really want to change your life, you have to be honest with yourself. You got to nut up or shut up. Right. You're going to talk about it or be about it, Seth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. People who talk about things and they're not out there fucking getting it. And if you're not going to get it, then you're going to be the same. You're going to be the exact same person when you're 85 that you were when you were 35. And you're going to look back and you're going to be crying inside because, fuck, you see that it's the end. And you had actually done nothing with your life. So you left nothing tangible or intangible for anybody. Right. And that's a nightmare, man. Right. Nobody wants to be on their deathbed. Uh, a couple of things you said made me think of this guy, Ed Milet, and he has the Ed Milet podcast, and it's awesome. Yeah. And he says, we build self-esteem and all this stuff by doing the things we say that we, well, by keeping the promises that we make to ourselves, right? So last year, I finished 75 hard, the whole 75 hard program, right? And this year, I'm doing it again on like day three right now. And I got so much self-confidence, not from like, hey, look at me, I got the you know biggest balls ever, yeah. but like- Hey, I said that I was going to do this. This is for me. It's not for her. It's not for anybody on the show or anything. It's for me. And when I finished that, I was like, fuck yeah, Mm -hmm. I did this. You know what I'm saying? So you're building that self-confidence and I wasn't bullshitting anybody. I'm I'm really good at that, by the way. You probably are too. Like I can bullshit and promise and I can over promise and under deliver until the cows come home. And then I can bullshit myself every day, all day. Right. But it left no room for no BS anywhere yeah. when I did it last year, right? And that is what is like, okay, let's let's break through walls. And it's not just this big macho talk kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. You said what you, you, you did what you said and you deliver. Okay, that's what, ty- that's, that's the type of man I am, the type right. of husband, the type of dad. And nobody can take that away from me. And it's earned, you know what I'm saying? And again, yeah. that's not like a cocky kind of thing. It's like, well, no, it's like, hey, I did it. This is what it is. I put in the work and it feels 
it's it's undescribable, right? And I've I've felt more of my life not feeling that way, mm. and then the last two years feeling that way. I'm like, okay, these last two chapters, like you were talking about, these last two years have been just right. bonkers in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You had said, uh, I just wrote this down. It said overpromise and underdeliver. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, I I am a product of that. Uh, I, you know, that was me. I would. I made so many promises and I wouldn't put it on a schedule. And then somebody would expect me to be doing something. They'd shoot me a message and be like, Hey, are you going to be here? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it could be, it could be, a, it could be anything. Sometimes I would overpromise myself and under, under deliver. Oh, I'm going to be in the gym every day. And then I was in the gym one time a day, which is, you know, becoming a going trend for me right now with my new work schedule, by the way, but, um, <laughs> overpromising and under delivering, uh, is like, you want to start making a change in your life and then you write down all of these goals on your sheet and this is your path for the whole year. But sometimes you write down too many things and they become overwhelming. So you can't actually even really accomplish the first or the second thing. Mm-hmm. I challenge everybody to write down one or two things that you want to deliver on. And then when you deliver on them, then pick one or two things that you want to deliver on the next week or the next couple months and then challenge yourself to go above and beyond after you've completed those. Mm-hmm. Too many of us take on too many things in our life and then it weighs us down. So we can't actually stand up on our own two feet and complete the hike, mm-hmm. lighten your pack and then complete the hike. And then the conditioning in that path and that journey is what's going to make you stronger to carry heavier weight next time. So you can, at that point, make a promise, you can deliver on it, and then you can continue down that path. And then people will believe you and you'll believe yourself. And then you start to make changes. So Mm -hmm. in the end, if you're not conditioned to do a 60 mile hike with a 60 pound ruck, then why are you just throwing it on your shoulders and attempting the first time? Because it's not going to happen. Right. Lighten your load to five pounds, dude, and do 30 miles. And then once you complete that, then, then go from there. Right. Yeah. Maybe this is a Southern saying, if you've heard it before, but uh, don't let your mouth write checks that your ass can't cash. <laughs> I've heard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. so it's like, okay, I want to write a check, you know, Hey, I'm going to do that. And then uh, when they go to cash it or whatever, you know, the proof is in the pudding kind of thing, then there's going to be money in the bank metaphorically. Right. You know what I'm saying? So oh, 100%. yeah. Yeah. Uh, start small. Don't write the check. If it's going to bounce, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. Write a check for $1. I don't care how right. big it is, but have $1 in the bank. Right. And I love that idea of you mm-hmm. saying like lighten your load and do like go farther with a lighter load because what we find with a lot of our couples is that they'll be like, okay, I'm going to change everything. Here I am, new person, new year, new yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And then they screw up because they literally don't know how to do any of it. And so they fall a thousand times. And mm-hmm. it's like, how about you just pick one, one or two things like stop cussing your wife out and then start saying you love her. Just try right. that for a few months. And then that will that will give you that um, persistence and the conditioning, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. to become the spouse or the partner or the person you want to become. So I love that. You don't often hear that. Like, don't try to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Do it incrementally. And then another idea that came up too was like, we talked about this last time we spoke, was this idea like you don't build 
a big city or a home in a place that constantly has earthquakes, right? Like you don't, a perfect example Some is like Hawaii has like a uh, lava all Volcanoes, the time, right? Yeah. You don't build yeah. a house where there's going to be a volcano. And in when I'm using the reference of like a volcano, you can't live your life like, oh, well, I don't feel like working out. Not gonna see you later. Like you can't do these highs and lows like that and expect a solid foundation to ever be able to be built. Mm-hmm. You have to stop having your own earthquakes. You have to ha- stop like exploding and then being crazy all the time or whatever, going against your own word to create the sort of boring safe place for a good foundation. And that's right. hard. It's really I hard. Agree. I agree with you 100%. You know, I know that a lot of people have heard that saying less is more. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe in that. It's like, if you live a life of simplicity, it could be today, I'm going to tell, you know, three truths with no lies. Right. And I'm going to be honest about it. Or, hey, you know what? I want right now, I want to go buy a jet ski. I'm not going to spend $400 a month on a jet ski. So I don't want to stress about that bill that's coming every month and then my credit's right. fucked. So right. it's like, do I really need that in my life? No, less mm. is more. Mm. Or, you know, there's, there's a, a set of uh, glassware at Target that I want, 60 something dollars. Well, do I really need that? Because then I have to wash all that shit. Right. <laughs> right. You know, all these things that you can add up into your life. It's like, you know, you could, it could be anything that I could talk about right now when, when it comes to less is more, but it's like summer, summarize your, your daily routine of, you know, instead of trying to knock everything out or do a hundred things in 10 hours, why not mm-hmm. just focus on doing one or two things a day that make you happy and that you know that you can accomplish. And then as you start to get stronger in yourself and your belief of yourself, then maybe take on a third thing. And right. then maybe maybe your credit line with yourself opens up. And then you start to realize, well, you know, I was worth this much. And now I feel like I'm worth this much inside. And then other people start to see that. Because if I make a promise to somebody like, hey, I'm going to be there on this time and this date. And then I don't deliver, then what happens? My consistency goes out the window and do they really believe in me? Probably Mm. not. Yeah. Unless it's like some dire emergency and they got to understand that. However, if I deliver every damn time, then they know, hey, no matter what, we don't have to remind this person, this is going to happen. And so if other people can believe that about you, then imagine the things that you can actually believe about yourself or the things that you can accomplish in your life. And I think that too many people fail to grow and get where they want to be from their foundation because they um, overpromise, they underdeliver because they take on too many things in their life that they can't actually carry their load and they don't believe in themselves. And you start to not believe in yourself when you do those things. Mm -hmm. So I would say stop overpromising and just promise one thing that you know you can deliver on. Right. And when right. you do that, you automatically lighten your load. And if you can carry that load, then you can start to pace out the things that you can carry and the things that you can promise and the things that you can absolutely deliver. And then mm-hmm. that's a good start for your consistent life and planting your new seed and who you want to be and where you want to go. Set your goal for six months down the road. And if you've done all of those things, then change your goals and see what you can accomplish with that. And then if it starts to get a little bit too heavy, all you got to do is just open up the pack and lighten load. Mm-hmm. Stop over-promising and under-delivering. 
Exactly. Love it. So I want to be uh, aware of your time and thank you so much. I think this is going to add value or has added value to, to so many people listening. So it's awesome. Thank you. And so could you say, uh, cause you know, we're in January, 2021 right now, what yeah. are some of your, uh, goals and you don't have to be, you know, sp- super sp- specific or whatever, but it's like, okay, what do you want your 2021 to look like overall? Tell me how you're growing this year, man. Look, I just became debt free, so I'm about to buy three jet skis. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. perfect, <laughs> and but, ride them all at once. <laughs> I, I did. I did actually surprise myself this year. So, when my girlfriend moved in with me in early 2020, mm-hmm. uh, we had quite a bit of debt because we wanted to refurnish the whole place and everything else. We stayed diligent enough with our promises, and we actually got everything paid off. Nice. And so. Nice. I told myself for 2021 that I was going to uh, be small and live small. That, let's look at what I told myself. So I, I haven't told anybody my New Year's resolution or whatever, but I, I said, I'm just going to be small and live small. I'm just going to take things a day at a time this year, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be happy with it. I don't want to tell myself I'm going to do this because sometimes uh, – or, or do one thing specifically because my, me, myself – uh, I tend to fall off track because I'm like a Malinois dog, man. You throw a ball and I'm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I get all these goals in mind and then I, I sometimes I carry too much in my pack. And so I just said, I'm just going to be small and live small. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll read a little bit more every week or um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll study more or maybe I'll just clean the house more. I'm not going to make any huge goals this year for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to make a huge transition because I feel like right now I'm actually right where I want to be. So if mm. I do have some things that, that I wanted to share uh, or I would share is that I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, take more little like day trips with my girlfriend. Um, and I'm going to spend more time with my son outside of work now that I have three days off straight. Um, and it's not, not going to be about me. It's going to be about other people that's nice. that's my goal for the new year um mm-hmm. and um those are some of the things that i want to to do this year to uh work on me is do things for other people so um there's too many people doing things for me all the time so i want to yeah. try to give back as much as i can so um that's, that's awesome that that um you know that quote uh zig ziglar the motivational speaker guy he says do enough things for other people well this is not verbatim but do enough things for other people and oh, shit. You know, what it's is like it? do what uh, they want you'll get what you want i don't know serve serve enough don't even anyway try. it's like it's a good quote uh, uh, serve enough people and then you'll find your happiness in that kind of mm-hmm. thing man i just that. i'll yeah, leave you yeah. with a with a with a personal quote what you don't give away you don't get back oh i like that i like that i love it you think right. about it. What you don't give away, you don't give back. If you're a selfish person, you're not doing anything for anybody else. It's like, what are you really getting out of life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may not ever get anything tangible, but how many intangibles will you have mm-hmm. when, when you give things away to, to folks, whether it be right. your time or something materialistic or just a, a text of, Hey, I really appreciate you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and delivering on your word. It's, you know, you get like justice, judgment, decisiveness, initiative, dependability, tact, integrity, endurance, bearing, and selfishness, courage, knowledge, loyalty, enthusiasm. The list could go on. It may not be something tangible, but the intangibles that you gain as a human being 
by giving something away to somebody are out of this world. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. So Tank, of course, it's been amazing, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. For people who want to know more about you and what you're doing, where can they, where can they find you? Well, so I have a little Instagram. It, I, I changed it recently to lock it up tank. And there's a little story behind that. When I was mm-hmm. in boot camp in the Marine Corps, uh, my senior drill instructor looked at me because I was eating a Skittle when I shouldn't have been. And <laughs> he literally snapped his fingers and he said, lock it up tank. And I'll remember it like it was yesterday because it scared the fire out of me. And mm-hmm. so I changed my IG name to that because I, when I start to veer off path a little bit, I remind myself to lock it up in my head, you know, and, and it keeps me on the straight and narrow. So love it. So lock yeah. it up tank on Instagram. Okay. That's awesome. any, anywhere else or any, any other stuff you got going on? No, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just working every day. No more social media, none of that stuff. I can't keep up with all that craziness right now. So yeah. And I, yeah. I do have a podcast coming out. Um, uh, the journey to win. Uh, with my buddy Brandon, who's a, uh, a Navy SEAL. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit of competition on that podcast because I'm a Marine. So, you know. Awesome. I can't uh, wait for that. I'm not going to lie. That sounds well, so. I, I would love for you guys to be guests on the podcast. I talked to Brandon about it because, I mean, I, I think we already have a thousand followers in like a day or two. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to, it's going to grow and it'll be, it'll be big. And, and it's just going to be with people who want to win in life. And, right. and uh, you two are obviously doing that. You're trying to plant seeds in people's lives to help them grow. And I think that's important for all of us. Yeah, man. Uh, we, so yeah. Cool. We, we'd love to be on, uh, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a busy man. You're doing good stuff out there. And yeah, that, that one quote is going to, going to stick with me. Um, you can't get what you don't, you can't yeah, give he away. Did. You're not going to say it, right? Say it right. But I got don't the give idea. away. You don't give back. There right, we go. Right. That's, <laughs> you just heard that. it and you messed it up. <laughs> I'm remember that. But so. thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. We, we're excited for your podcast to come out and I'm excited for how this show is going to transform the lives of our listeners mm-hmm. and how you have transformed our life. Cause you have, so That's right. thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm a, let me, I'm going to take a little photo real quick of us. So, oh yeah. <laughs> See this. Ah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a it's been a, a great morning so far, and um, you planted the seed in me this morning that I needed to to go out and sprout today. So thank you very much. All Thank right. you. Yeah, Have brother. a great rest of your day. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you All right, later. later.